0: Hello everybody. Welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I am Chris. I am Ben. We're here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, happenings, random topics all around the sports world. And probably the biggest story of the last few months, Ben. We're finally going to cover it today. Thanks to nothing else really going on. We had a lot to say about this topic, so we decided to table it because we knew it would take a while. And uh, it's obviously the Astros. I guess you could say, although nothing proven yet. Slash Red Sox cheating scandal. Oh, I would say Red Sox punishment hasn't come out yet. So yeah, because Rob Manfred can't type up a memo. I guess he has no time, Chris. Yeah, you
1: understand? He has no time. He's not running his league right now.
0: Like he has all the downtime in the world. Like get the right and Rob.
1: Anyway, uh. I think the penalty was justified i will I would have added on to it though um the the baseball player likes to take justice into their own hands. Would you agree? Oh yeah, there's a whole set of unwritten rules i mean they and so i think I think the short amount of time that they had spring training. They were racking up um, hit, uh, hit patters quite a bit. The uh, the Astros were getting just – it seemed like every game they were getting beamed, no matter who it was. And that's just going to – would have continued throughout the season. So I think they should have all been suspended. And that means anyone who was
0: on that roster
1: should have been suspended for one year.
0: So I don't necessarily disagree with you. How do you suspend an entire team? Do you say just bring out minor leaguers and deal with it? Yep. Okay.
1: That's that's it's your fault.
0: Oh no, right? I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I just I, I was wondering because a lot of people say they all should have been suspended, but they don't have an answer when I ask them what should they have done. But that you no, know, yeah, bring up your A-ball team and see what they can do for a year. You have
1: a very few amount of players on the team that weren't on the uh 2018 astros very few but there were there are some and then you supplement them with your triple a your double a your single a rookie ball whatever it it doesn't matter you you as an organization failed therefore you should be punished
0: and then the rest of the league the rest of the players other places other teams in the league if they've left the team also get suspended, right?
1: Garrett Cole would have been suspended okay. this year.
0: So everybody involved, not just still Astros. Oh no, no everybody, if okay. You,
1: if you are an active player and you were on the 2018 team, you get suspended for the year. I don't care. Nope. It doesn't matter. You cause you can't differentiate between you know one of them can come out and say, Oh, I, I said I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want help or anything. I just went up there and I was pure about the game. Sorry. No. your 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 team clearly did it. You're you're gonna get punished too. And yeah, you, you yeah, have right nobody to be angry at but your
0: teammates. Definitely. And even if you didn't have anything to do with it, uh you still sat there and watched it happen. Yep. You knew what was going on. Yep. Uh we're gonna get into exactly what happened, not just, you know, beat around the bush here. Where we're gonna actually, you know, get into the Series of events that occurred it has everybody all all riled up about the old Houston Astros. Uh, but I do think it's funny. I want to point out that would you say that Justin Verlander kind of appoints himself to be kind of like a policeman of the league?
1: He is the uh commandant, if you will, yeah, the police, is, the uh MLB police.
0: He is always in anybody's face about anything he thinks might be you know the. The baseballs being juiced to benefit hitters more and cause them to go yep. farther. He's on the front line of that battle every single year, crying about something there. I don't know if there's any actual proof one way or another if there is something going on. Baseballs are different. I have no idea. Baseball certainly wouldn't tell us. But no, it wouldn't. is funny, Mr. I'm going to call everybody else out, Mr. Unwritten Rules. He's one of the team leaders. He's on the team when this happens. Yeah. And no one has nothing to say about it seemingly.
1: Yeah. He's been pretty quiet. Although just
0: weird, strange for him.
1: If I, and I've, I've told you this and I've told a couple other people, this, if I'm other players, maybe I don't say anything. Cody Bellinger. Maybe I don't say anything. Cause a year, two years down the road, what happens if something is unearthed about your team? Uh, 2018, 2017, 2020, 2021, whatever it is. And you came out with your statement about how you played. Well, I don't remember what his exact statement was, but he, he railed on the Astros pretty good. I just wouldn't say anything. I would have no comment. I would move on with my business because to the point I made about whether or not you were part of this or not, if you didn't know about it, If if Cody Bellinger doesn't know about something going on with what the Dodgers are doing, I'm just throwing it against the wall. There's no factual statement behind that. You might want want to say anything. You just take the high road. Let them bury themselves.
0: I don't see why you have to continue to beat them up. Well, I would say that as far as he goes, but um, Trevor Bauer has been a joy to watch.
1: Oh, Trevor Bauer is a national treasure.
0: Sure, yeah, tr- Trevor Bauer needs to have like a-, a monument somewhere in Washington D.C. made for him because he has had a lot of fun at the Astros' expense. And Trevor uh, Bauer has a ha- has
1: a lot of fun at everyone's expense.
0: Yeah, but especially with all this going on. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. All right, so let's run down the as we know a series of events. All right, Go ahead. So, uh, I got I got information. Just things I'd heard, things I'd read. Apparently, they fully cooperated. Yeah, no kidding. No shit. Because what else are they going to do?
1: Well, my fire's dimed them out, so they got to.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not going to get any brownie points for cooperating fully when the league can just go in and get whatever they want anyways. Right. Supposedly, all the evidence points to the owner of the Astros not having any idea what was going on. Right. I don't know this guy. He could be full of it. I don't think, in all honesty, you talked about it last episode with some owners not knowing what's going on with their team. Yeah. I don't I don't find it so hard to believe. I mean, a lot of these guys are just rich people who... I mean, they, they care about the game. They wouldn't own a team if they didn't. But they're really just... I mean, they own the team, and... They, they're there for photo ops and stuff like that, but they really don't know the day-to-day. They're not there every day. They leave that to a team of people they pay to do that for them. Right. You know, the coaching staff and all that. So I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about this guy. He could be completely full of it. Could be totally honest. Uh, the press conference, he seemed to kind of almost make it seem like everybody else was wrong for criticizing his team. So that doesn't help him any. But, there's a chance he may not have known anything. What do you think?
1: Uh, I would say he seems to be one of those... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fly in, fly out kind of
0: owners. Distance. distance. Anti-Jerry Jones?
1: <laughs> yeah. Opposite <laughs> Jerry. Um, kind of owners where they... I don't know exactly if he got it handed down to him, but he seems like one of those kind of second, third generation kind of owners where they're just, okay, you're, you're the kid here you go. Here's the team. I don't know if that's exact what crane is, but he just seems like he just seems like he's completely
0: hands off and has nothing to do with the team. He's like the NFL owner. You only see once or twice a year in the postseason during the playoffs. And then they get yeah. up to the Super Bowl podium and they're like, Oh, huh, what what are we doing here? We had a game today, like they're, they're <laughs> shocked that they're there. It's like that that's kind of what Jim Cram reminds me of. And and you know, he may not have known anything. If he didn't, well, that sucks for him. But uh supposedly it was only documented activity from twenty seven all of twenty seventeen and early twenty eighteen. And Alex Cora who I believe was the bench coach at the time. Yes. Uh, who then later on after after that season became manager of the Red Sox, which is why they get thrown into it too, because Alex Cora was heavily involved to the point where the Red Sox actually fired him because they just didn't want to deal with it. Right. Uh, supposedly, not only did the owner not know, but a lot of the top brass all the way up to the GM did not know. Uh, it was very much just the players amongst themselves with Alex Cora, allegedly. Allegedly. Everything from, you know, uh, they supposedly had a camera in center field pointing right at yep. home plate, and then they would go into the team film room, get the signs, and it convey what the signs were, what the pitch would be to the batter by everything from banging garbage cans, which a lot of players have had a lot of fun with at their expense after this, to uh, supposedly some kind of, uh, with Jose Altuve, something he would put on his shoulder that would sound like a small electrical impulse. And you can actually find those pictures online. Uh, really weird, like, high-tech, really convoluted stuff. Like They didn't just sit there and go, oh, we're going to do this. Like They really thought this through. They really went to the extreme to make sure that you get the upper hand and uh, I'm with you. I think everybody involved should have been suspended. I don't, I don't think this isn't just a simple mistake they made once. They did this throughout the course of the year. They knew what they were doing and they went to a lot of trouble to hide it. Yeah. They they knew they were doing something wrong. You know, if it's it's not for Mike fires though, it doesn't come out. No, it's just, it's just a, a, a rumor, a myth. Like, we think the Astros did this, but yeah, he he was the whistleblower. He was the Eric Mangini. Do you think the uh, Red Sox did anything? I'd like to say no. Um, I, I would say there's a chance you come back and say that there, there wasn't anything as severe as the Astros because by the time Cora got the job, well, no, Cora got the job in 2018 for the Red Sox. So he would have been gone when they stopped. So they were still doing it when he was there. He goes to another team. They have a great year, win the World Series. Um, Supposedly there's problems with Red Sox personnel going into the film room there as well, or the replay booth, which I don't know why they have access to anyways, if that's a league-controlled thing. That makes no sense. That, That whole thing, even with the Astros and the Red Sox, seems weird to me. How those players could get to that get that information. But I mean, this is not good. And like you said, these guys are gonna be paying for this. The Dodgers players who are still on that team. They're gonna be getting plunked all year long with fastballs. so they better be ready. You mean the Astro players? Did I say Red Sox? You said Dodgers. <laughs> Dodgers maybe too. Uh, I was thinking Red Sox road series. They beat the Dodgers.
1: (laughs) I think this is what I think. Uh, What I've read so far the past week, week and a half, it may not be as bad as the Astros for the Red Sox,
0: reportedly. Let's hope not.
1: But there is something. Uh, Apparently, there's a uh, lawsuit against the Astros, the Red Sox, MLB, and DraftKings by two people who play DraftKings, two or three people, I don't know how many, uh, because they feel cheated, because the uh, purity of the game or some bullshit, crap, whatever they're trying to throw against the wall. It's gambling. It's your own fault for trying.
0: Yeah, you took the It's your chance. own fault for yeah, you
1: betting. Took you took the chance. Get over it. It's probably going to get wiped out of court, so that might be part of why uh, not see like um, Manfred's kind of holding back a little bit. But I think they dropped the hammer on the socks because you have to remember, you had Apple Watch uh, situation a few years back, where John Farrell was wearing an Apple Watch during the game. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's illegal. Cause you're not allowed to have devices during the game in the dugout going to the mound. So they could be just painted just as guilty as the, the Astros. And I would say if the crimes are just as heinous, same thing happens to the 18 red Sox That would happen to the 17 Astros suspend them all. If they're active players, and you deal with the outcome afterwards. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's no, just you're right.
0: The way I feel. I mean, you're right. If they did the same thing, they got to get the same punishment. The problem is the Astros' punishment was not nearly severe enough. However, I do see a lot of people out there throwing it throwing it way out of proportion. I, you know, it, you know the the grill in the room here is the Astros and cheating. Us being Patriots fans, we know what it's like to have your team. Constantly scrutinized. Yeah. Now, I would say this would be the equivalent of the Patriots doing something they were alleged to do, like doing it every game blatantly, having all sorts of in-depth, you know, signals and signs, and there's just no way with all the coverage. I mean, they had a a team representative – that was approved to be at the Browns game in the Brown at, uh, at Brown uh in the Browns facility, and it and they made a big deal out of that because he was recording and had permission to be there. So
1: uh, it was and uh, it was the angle that which he took the uh, video, was that was in question, and the fact that the Bengals were not notified, which I felt, well that and the league apparently weren't notified, which I felt. That is what you should have been. You should have done in the first place. You no, should have I, notified
0: yeah, both of those. Yeah, I agree you should have, but I mean, but they, right. made the, they, they, they made the mistake of releasing that tape, and it made everybody who made a big deal out of it look really, really stupid. Yes. Because and, there was much ado about nothing. So Right. Um, but I'm saying, like, it'd be the equivalent of them having cameras, uh, you know, on every play in, in the game. And and actually reading, you know, I mean, it's probably a bad example because they actually do have those cameras above the NFL stadiums. <laughs> so
1: yeah, but there's certain there's certain angles, certain, not, yeah.
0: There's certain angles they're not permitted to
1: have. So they don't catch signals and such. So I get I get what you're trying to say. It's just it's just a bad situation. Yeah, it is. Yep. Uh I just I feel bad. I feel bad for the players. That weren't a party to it. Unfortunately, I, th- I feel they like should could punch regardless. And I just don't like that Manfred didn't come down hard enough on the players. No, he, not, not he, even close. He saw it was so soft on all the Astros because you have the MLB ML, ML, U, MLB union that kind of just kind of blocks any sort of significant punishment in regards to this. Because if it was Alex Cora that was the progenitor of this, and not to lose, let's not lose sight on one particular, I guess, player at the time, but now former manager, Carlos Beltran, had the Mets job and left because of this situation as well.
0: Oh, yeah. He was... Very, very conveniently, and he agreed to this, asked to leave mutually.
1: Yes. Well, so was Alex Kaur.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, in other words, yeah, you get the hell out of here or we're going to do it for you. Now, you just, I, 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 I don't think these ahead. guys, a lot of people are these guys, oh, they got to kick them out of the game and this and that, do what, did the, do, do what uh, you did to Pete Rose. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Because, again, people want to get on their soapbox. And they want to talk about everybody being so pure and, and, and good and nobody else would do this. And this is so terrible. People are always going to look for a leg up when you're talking about this kind of money. Uh, the the notoriety, everything that comes along with that. There are people who will always look for a leg up. They took it too far. And I think anybody who was found any kind of proof that they did anything should be suspended for the entire season. Everybody else in the team, if they don't have proof. Half a season. And be done with it. Just just be done with it. Like, stop. Stop with the whole it's really hard to discipline because we can't tell you can't we can't tell who did what and when they did it and, and how they did it. And it's like, no, you have all that on tape. You know what happened. So have a backbone as commissioner and suspend these guys and be done with it. Otherwise, your game is gonna look really stupid. It's already struggling as it is. And you're going to get a lot of these guys hurt because they're going to get hit with fastballs all year because the players will take justice into their own hands. So I, I don't think he could have handled this situation any worse. And now he says he's done with the Red Sox review, and he'll get around to writing the report. Great. Okay.
1: I just I, I just want to just add one little tidbit. I read today that supposedly, even if they don't play this year, that the suspension for both Jeff Lunau, the G, former GM, and A.J. Hinch will be over at the end of the season, even though they didn't play. I find that a little ridiculous. It's if you a didn't little play this, yeah. If you didn't play the season, then they basically haven't incurred a punishment. So I don't understand – and that would be the same thing with Alex Cora. It's like if he had – if it came out like today or next week that, you know, he's suspended for a year even though the Red Sox already got rid of him. But if they don't play this season, start 2021, he could be hired. And no, it, it's it, – it doesn't matter. It'd be like it, – because if if you're an MLB player, and let's say you, you're you on the 60-day DL with a Tom, uh, uh not Tommy John, but – Something severe. You're on the 60-day DL. But before you go on, you get popped for steroids. Or no, af- after. I'm sorry. After you go on, you get popped for steroids. You're, I, I don't believe your punishment starts until you're off the DL.
0: No, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. You still, you still have to serve your punishment after your DL stands over with. So, so 100% I, right.
1: How is, how is it that way for the players? Yeah. But how can you allow the the GM, and any manager basically ride through because of what's going on, ride through their punishment and basically be allowed to come back next year. I don't know if anyone hire him, but Jeff Leon's a smart guy. He did build a nice team. AJ Hintz seems to be a good manager. We like Alex Cora. Well, we're Red Sox fans, so we like Alex Cora. But it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem fair that they essentially serve their punishment without actually serving their punishment. Am I am I wrong on this? Am I alone? It just seems weird.
0: No, it does seem weird. Like you said, it's a perfect example you used when players hurt, then pops or steroids or something, or does anything anything else they make it suspended for. <clears throat> We've seen a whole litany of things. Then that suspension is put on hold until the player is healthy enough to come back and medically cleared, then it begins. So there's no reason why these guys shouldn't still be suspended. If, if you want to say a whole year, so it's only 162 games, that's okay. Whenever they play this year, subtract it from next year. They'll be suspended the remainder to start the season. And then say they play half the season this year. First half of next year, they're suspended, and then if another team wants to bring them in, I think I think they both will will get a job again because, like you said, sports—if they love anything—they love redemption stories. Oh, there's before they even before they even fired or
1: uh, hired Ron Ron Rannicky as the interim, there was rumors that Alex Cora might come back next year. Yeah. And then he even when he got the permanent title because it was found Renicki was not part of this 2018 Red Sox cheating scandal, which I question because he's the bench coach. So he's kind of the right-hand man of, of Alex Cora. But even with the interim title pulled away, there still was rumors that, especially now with the shortened season, maybe the punishments won't be as bad there's still a possibility that Cora might come back. I just don't, whatever the punishment is, it's the numbers. You're right on the number. It should have not been a year. It should have been 162 games. And I think that's how they're squirming out of it is because maybe the, the wording, it's always about the bleeping wording is that you, if you word it as a year, well, technically it would be a year. Right. But if you put 162 games, then that's different.
0: Exactly. I don't. Know, I, I always think it should be the length of one. If it's going to be a season, it'd be the length of one season. Be 162 games. That, that's just well, I, that's my opinion. I don't know.
1: I mean, you pop for steroids. It's how many games?
0: I think the first time is 60.
1: Yeah, I think it's
0: 80. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It is 80 now.
1: And and but it's not a it's not half a year. They don't say. um uh, Player X is uh suspended for half a year. No, you're suspended for 80 games. Let's let's just be fair. And and I, I get the MLB union is is very probably the strongest union out there. But just punish the people for what they did. And if you were to put it in the play, so the three biggest scandals I can think of off the top of my head, Chris. Is this one, Pete Rose, and the Black Sox scandal? And where would you put this one? In terms of severity
0: or in terms of public like, opinion?
1: Like, like like putting a black eye on the league.
0: I would say it's tough. I would say this one is probably the least severe of the three. Only because you weren't involving any outside people with like, with the Black Sox. They were the team that the guys were paid to throw the game from gamblers, criminals, whatever else, whatever you might want to say, call them. They were persuaded with cash <laughs> to throw the game. Yes. The whole series. Uh, Pete Rose, I know he said, he you know, it came back, he always bet on himself. He always bet on if, you know, never bet against himself. And if you ever saw the guy play, you could you could believe that because he played his ass off every day. He didn't get the na- nickname Charlie Hustle for nothing. But that also was, uh, you know what? I think you could actually flip-flop the Astros and Pete Rose because Pete Rose gambled, but he didn't necessarily, he never threw anything. He never took money from an outside an outside uh, influence, if you will. But so, he did lie about it. He did, but, I mean, I think the Astros, I think Pete Rose is the guy who had a problem. Yeah. I think the Astros is much more dark and nefarious. Okay. I don't think okay. they should be suspended for life. I think there's a lot of really good players on that team. There's a lot of talent. Everybody's saying they sucked and they wouldn't have done anything Without cheating and without the, the sign stealing is kidding themselves because that's a very very good b- baseball team regardless. Um, but they have to know where they go the rest of their careers. It's always going to have an asterisk in everybody's eyes because that's just how it is. They they found they found evidence they did something they weren't supposed to do.
1: That's true. You know, and, and I don't think you're going to see the level of punishment that obviously you, you're not going to see that level of punishment that, you know, let's say the Black Sox got, or uh, the, the the White Sox got uh, when they threw the World Series because they all got thrown out. None of them are in the Hall of Fame. Same with Pete Rose. He's banned from the Hall of Fame. So I don't think you're going to see, I don't think you're going to see that like a blatant ban. But you could see when the time comes Question marks around certain players getting into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, it's possible.
1: Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Jose Altuve, depending on how Carlos Correa's career goes, depending on how George Springer's career goes, it depends on how um, Alex Bregman's career goes. You know, if they, if they get to that level, I don't think, except for Justin Verlander, I don't think any of them are at that level. No, and Justin Verlander will be the The um, what's the word I'm looking for? The mistest test when his time comes, uh, because there's uh, the 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 stain is there, the asterisk is there, because your GM, your head, and your manager are gone, and it's been found that you guys did something. So the way that Verlander goes will be a telltale sign to what the rest of them do in their Hall of Fame candidacy. Sure, and and right now none of them really deserve. Well, Jose Altuve, I mean, he's kind of eh. borderline yeah. right now, and if you're borderline right now,
0: this is not something you
1: want on your list.
0: Well, Altuve's still young. He has he has many years to prove. He can, he can do it because I think he's a hell of a player. I don't think this brought him to a level that was unprecedented for his skill level because I, I think it obviously helped him a little bit. They, they're they going to say, oh, it's actually more of a hindrance. It distracted us more than it helped us. Well, then why'd you keep doing it for a whole year and a half? Um, But Altuve is a hell of a player. He's not, you know, I, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer or not, but he'll have a chance to prove that, you know, it wasn't all just because of they had the camera in center field or because of their Apple Watch or the... Uh, the buzzer he wore on his shoulder, which he still says is just a uh, a bad tattoo. That's why I wouldn't take his shirt off. But I, I don't know. Sure. I call BS sure. on that.
1: Sure, I'll, I'll believe that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I also uh, inherited a, a two trillion dollars yesterday. Just so you
0: know. Nice. Good for you. Yeah.
1: Just so you
0: know. Rent shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> By the way, I just so, went up. So. <clears throat>
1: It, because of of what's been going on, I've I've delved into a lot of movies lately.
0: Okay. None As of a, the way, this is this the way, a family show. Just reminding you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Then this is why. Well, I've actually dived into some interesting TV series, or well, streaming series. Some good stuff out there. But it popped in my head. We should do our the best. Sports movie. Now I did a top ten list, and we'll post it sometime uh, during the day. But we're I just going to well dig into the top
0: ten list. Yeah,
1: but we're just going to dig into the best. Chris, out of all the movies, what is the best sports movie out there?
0: Okay, uh, keep in mind now, uh, as we do with everything. This is gonna be subjective of course. and this is a matter of our level of enjoyment with it. This isn't just based on historical relevance or anything else uh this is or you know was it the saddest movie was it the happiest was it the funniest? just the one we enjoy the most so it's our opinion, and we, we always love to hear you got your opinions on our thoughts, so by all means let us know if we're right or wrong or what you think but I, I was conflicted because when you said we're going to do a top 10 and put it online and then just reveal our top, I I didn't know if I could come up with 10, honestly. I know how many good sports movies are out there, but once I started writing down uh, names of movies, I think I had at one point like 25 and I got it down to 18 and I got to try to squeeze it in a 10. I mean, I, I love, always love Field of Dreams. You, know, you grew mm-hmm. up with you had you had you know, you had the, the, the Rocky movies. Uh I personally like four of the best. Um and you had the funnier ones, you had like the replacements. You know, I always loved that movie. Um It came down to it, man. The the one I remember enjoying the most as a kid, as a huge baseball fan, because it was so different is a League of Their Own. Wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, we're not going to dive into my, their, our list. I do have a league of our own, top five.
0: Yeah. I, I just think for, for like my level of enjoyment, man, I, I remember being a kid seeing that, and I, I, I've i seen it probably a couple dozen times throughout my life. I lick it every time I watch it. It's it's funny. It's, it, I mean, obviously it's not 100% historically accurate. It's a movie. But, I mean, like that was a real league. They really, they really did that back, back then. And this wasn't a time when y- y- you saw women playing any kind of sport, really. Never mind baseball in a stadium because the men were all at war. I mean, and I know, like I said, it's not it's not a historical movie, but like, I mean, Tom Hanks was couldn't have played that part any better. Um, There's a lot of people in a movie I didn't even realize were in that movie until I got older and they became more famous, and I looked back and saw them. I was like, oh, Rosie O'Donnell was in that. Madonna was in that. Jesus. Um. Yeah, it was funny. It was serious. It had, you know, just enough baseball, good enough storyline for my money. I could watch it any day of the week. It's got all
1: the elements you want in a yeah.
0: movie.
1: So, like I said, that was, I had it in my top five. So I'm not really shocked about your pick. I mean, it's a it's a great movie, and I had a tough time too. I. I I got all. I was at nineteen, and I had to pare that down. But this one, this movie impacted me deeper in a in a greater sense. Okay. Coach Carter. Oh, okay. It it just taught me some life lessons. It it grips you. It's it seems like it's plucked out of real life and you can just you could just drop it in to your dvd player or stream it live whatever you do and just invest in the movie enjoy it it has all the drama of a movie that you want and it just impacted my life i mean it, it just changed some things in my life when I after I watched it. That I just I just remember to this day. I mean, I would have loved to put Remember the Titans at number one. I
0: thought you were going with that, honestly, and how much you like that movie.
1: I do. I love that movie. That was if Denzel just, too,
0: wasn't he? Wasn't he in Coach Carter also?
1: No, that is Samuel L. Jackson.
0: Oh, was it? Oh man.
1: Yeah, I gotta watch uh, that again. Okay.
0: I gotta re up on that. Then I forgot about that. I thought that was Denzel Washington too.
1: And I and I love Denzel, one of the best sheer actors out there. No argument but, here. But I just felt Coach Carter just impacted my life so much that I just it's just deserves to be number one in my book. And not so much for the sports aspect, but like this like not like the sport that's involved basketball, but just the atmosphere that around a team the game how you build them up and how you nurture them and culture them into a team even though spoiler alert even though they don't win at all
0: well thanks for ruining the whole thing for me now that's
1: why I said spoiler alert I've already I, seen it you say spoiler alert. <laughs> I've already and, seen and it <laughs> oh well then just messing with it, dude?
0: whoa whoa <laughs> Watch the language,
1: it said buzz off. I know, but I like your point about Rocky. I chose number one and I put that in my it's ten. a good one. I think I think one and four uh, were the strongest. I just felt like you, there's just so many movies that I felt I needed to take one of them as the representative, not because four is good, four is, four is no joke, three is no joke either. I mean. After four, though, it kind of, let's be real, it goes downhill after. after
0: yeah, four. it's not really, uh, if you stop watching after four, you're not missing a whole lot. But don't don't knock the new ones.
1: Creed and Creed 2, that's some good stuff right there.
0: Yeah, but I consider those Creed movies, not Rocky movies. Right, they're all right. different, whole different.
1: I just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure we differentiate, you know. Oh, yeah, movies. yeah. No, I don't throw those Cause they're those. not. Yeah, no. Rocky Balboa is the last Rocky movie and that was meh. But uh, like I said, we'll put our top 10 list out there tomorrow. But do you want to you want to comment on that? Comment on it. We had a yeah, couple please people, do. Let us know. Uh, we had a couple people put out there. John put out that uh Remember the Titans was his favorite. Uh and I saw Kenny put out there that uh Sandlots Oh yeah, flashy. gotta love the Sandlot. That's a classic. Got to, oh, that's classic on. Right that's on
0: my. It's on my top ten. I think.
1: Uh, it is not on my top ten. I just, it's just hard to get it. It's, it's. You didn't. You wouldn't have thought. You wouldn't have thought. It would have been tough to get down to ten.
0: Now, but, I have not finalized mine yet, though. Full disclosure, so it, it may not be there. It may be there. I don't know. But now, here, here's the thing: Are we going by? Because we all know you have a very You have a very for you, yeah. You have a very steadfast opinion. This is a sport. This isn't a sport. When it comes to the movies, what I mean, obviously, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, you know, the Mm -hmm. big four, you know, American sports are one of the big four sports in America. Are there? Like, would you consider Happy Gilmore a sports movie? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's a sports movie because in the lexicon, golf is considered a sport. Now I don't consider it a sport, but uh it's a sports movie. Much like Days of Thunder is a sports movie. Even though, again, I don't consider right NASCAR a sport.
0: See, I struggle uh, with that because one of one of my favorite athletic based movies, I guess, I don't know whether you consider it a sport or not, uh, is the The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke.
1: Okay, well, I thought well that was wrestling, I Awesome. Mean, I know, I understand it's, it's more driven towards wrestling, wrestling, and not like... A right, it is, wrestling. yeah, he's
0: like a retired, retired old wrestler, right, but like, see, I didn't know, if, obviously it's not a sport in the sense of like baseball, football, but in the sense of being very athletic, even though there is predetermined outcome, still takes a hell of a lot to do it at a high level so I mean it's like and would you put it up with sports outside of the movies no but when it comes to grouping them together at you know in that context of movies that are just athletic of uh, athletic based activities you know I, I would count it as that and it's going to be on my top 10 I thought it was a great movie really Well, wow. have you ever seen it
1: uh maybe once yeah I, th- I thought it was pretty cool maybe once um It's interesting that uh, there's 'cause two movies that'll be on my list both star Denzel Washington. And I'll leave it at that. But just it's my favorite it was one of my favorite actors and somehow he pulled off getting in two movies in my top ten.
0: I uh, no, one of them's remember the Titans. But yeah. I was surprised that wasn't your number one.
1: If you're clever enough out there, you'll figure out what my number Two movie. Well, my number, my second movie of, of Denzel Washington is because he does a lot of movies. He's and did you know, Chris? I know this is kind of off the cuff, uh, off the uh, board a little bit. He did the movie Equalizer. You know that movie?
0: Absolutely, awesome movie.
1: You know he did a second one, right? Yep. It's the first time he's
0: ever repeated the same role in a movies. Well, that's because he's talented enough to not have to rehash the same thing.
1: Exactly. He doesn't, have, I don't he, doesn't know why, he doesn't have to
0: go to the same well six times
1: that's right i don't know why he did it but it's just it's just a little fun fact it's the first time he's ever repeated a rule
0: well he's getting older and let's be honest the first equalizer was a phenomenal movie it was so it's not it's not now, like there it's not like there was nowhere they could go with it so it makes sense
1: and I wouldn't shake a stick at the second one it was pretty good um um and i did a um there was a um a post on my Facebook page a couple of days ago and it listed uh, 386 movies. And if you saw a hundred, was it 130 of them that you have no life?
0: I saw that. I saw, First of all, that's stupid.
1: I saw 168 of them. Yeah. But if you look at all of them, not, not. Cause I have I, I don't know the exact number, but it's probably close to five hundred movies. I think.
0: You can't hide it, money. No. You no. can't hide money.
1: <laughs> but uh it, it's it was just interesting that there's all this stuff going on and, and take the time. To do that, it was, it was just that's just a little something I I just wanted to add in there because it was it was just interesting. That's all. I think it's kind of
0: weird. You have no life if you've seen 136 movies or 130. Like that's yeah, 365 days in a year. Even if you watch a movie when you come home from work, like two nights a week, that's still 100 over 100 a year. Right. And if you're like in your mid 30s, like that's that's not even that's not even bordering on ridiculous. I I don't get you know, people who ever made that list is uh very judgmental. It is.
1: It is. And that's not even counting the uh, TV series that I have. Oof. All right, Chris. Uh, there's really no, no transition to next uh topic, so I'm just going to go ahead and transition to the NFL draft.
0: Sounds good. Uh, a little football is good.
1: Yeah, a little football. Uh, we're not going to dig into as much as I want to. We're not going to dig into the actual draft itself. So the uh, Goodell came out this this week, or was it last week? Good old Uncle I it was, Roger. I think it was this week. Uh, he said that they're going to go as planned with the NFL draft at the end of this month. And that was on the heels of the uh, committee, uh, the GM subcommittee uh, voting. I think it was six to one against. Are for moving the draft, and Mickey Loomis coming out publicly stating that they should move it, and Roger Goodell, the hammer. I'll put the hammer down.
0: The and ginger told, hammer.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. My apologies. The ginger hammer. He he basically told all the
0: GMs to shut up,
1: and I'm I'm paraphrasing. No, he told no, yeah. them...
0: Warned them against saying negative things about keeping the draft the way it was, yeah. Yeah, he basically told him,
1: shut up. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to hear it. You, the draft's going to happen.
0: It's a kind of quality leader Roger Goodell is.
1: So here's my position on it, Chris. And I think, to this point, I've been all for stuff to be on schedule because you don't need to move anything because you can have everything go on and go forth. I would be on the side of the GMs on this one. I think you should push it. I think you need to get your medicals in line. You need to have your in-person interviews. And furthermore, if they had the draft, let's say the draft was going to happen this weekend. You can't have people come in and all your draft work is at the facilities.
0: Right. Which these guys can't get to.
1: Right. So you're going to take a bandwidth – so one team is going to take a bandwidth with like, I don't know, probably upwards of 40 people times that by 32 teams times that by the league office times that by how many people they need in the league office, all the connections, the Wi-Fi networks that got to get tied up. Uh, the the, the, the phone lines that are going to get like you're, I'm not going to lie. This seems like it's it's looking like you could get in the middle of the first round and everything could crash because you're just so tied in with internet access between Wi-Fi or satellite. and because landline it's not so much anymore. It's all satellites and, and, and Wi-Fi networks. I could see it crashing, like in the middle of the first round. And now, what happens?
0: I don't know, man. I think I think the level of technology these guys are using can can more than more than suffice to handle what they needed to handle.
1: One would think. I would just say, if I were them, and I was going to go ahead plan uh, with the uh, end of the month, I might do a test run.
0: Oh, I would definitely test it. I wouldn't just plug everything in and go. Oh, it'll work just fine. Push start the minute we start the draft.
1: Because can can you just just I understand it's a little bit outside the box, but you could see a scenario where they're in pick number three, and all of a sudden everything just
0: sure. I mean, it's possible goes down. I mean, even even TVs and you know broadcast and games lose signal sometimes. Right. So I mean, but I mean, if they were to use, I mean, think about it. I mean, there's how many different. I mean, I know it's different. It's cable as opposed to streaming, but how many different wires in and out are there at every every single camera, every single computer, and every single stadium, every single Sunday, even the team, even if it's not a home game, the the team that's playing away, their stadium is still doing things revolving around the game. Like, I mean, there's always a massive amount of bandwidth being used. So, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why they couldn't make it work, but I think it comes down more to your point. They're not going to be able to do the the medicals, the checkups, all that stuff. If that's something they really need to do, if they don't know enough at this point, then they may want to put it off. I mean, this was never a case of, to the best of my knowledge, that's what Goodell meant was have it just remotely. Yeah. It's never been suggested to just have this thing with all the people in the same place. Because even though this is... You know, still a few weeks out. It doesn't look like this problem is going to go away in the next few weeks at least. No, Hopefully definitely. sooner rather than later. The sooner the better for all of us. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen in the near future. So, I mean, and if, if that is the case, if that puts your season on hold at all, if you think there's any kind of chance you have to postpone games, move games back, just straight up cancel games in the regular season – then there's no reason to not push the draft back cuz you're not going to be doing anything with that time anyways.
1: Right, cuz it doesn't seem like OTAs are going to happen possibly. So, if you push it back a month to May, the end of May, well, so the, the the theory, let's put let me emphasize that the theory is as it gets warmer, this the virus should suppress as it typically does with The flu, you know, it it has ebbs and flows. And and as May comes in, it kind of the flu kind of depresses and you don't really, you know, get the people with that many flu flu symptoms. So the theory is, is that this virus should suppress in May, early June. So. It makes sense to push it back a month. So you could do the medical so you could do the. The um, interviews. And here's the most important thing, Chris, that I think a lot of people forget. There was like three, I want to say three to five pro days, and that's it. And usually there's, I think, close to 100.
0: Yeah, there's a lot.
1: Yeah. So someone like Malcolm Butler snuck on to the University of South Alabama pro day. To get, a try, like, to get looked at, and that's how he got picked up by the Patriots, that won't happen because we won't have the pro days. And some of the players, and this is kind of why you should always do the combine, some of the players that were going to go do their pro day because they didn't want to do the combine, and that's typically your first high first-round picks, aren't going to get that opportunity right so it, it just makes sense for everything for the whole structure to push it a month so that you can get all your all your ducks in a row and then the possibility that you could bring in bring your staff together in the same place and do the draft like that. I still think they should stay away from having the event, which is what they're going to do as far as like the live events yeah no there's no need city. for that they're not doing that which is fine but at least you can bring each team and have them bring their their teams in so they can do they have their war room so that they can still talk about and make sure that they have one clear voice on this because imagine trying to have a conference call with 30 people and you're bill belichick and you're trying to get opinions. I don't know how much opinions he actually takes in, but let's just say he takes some opinions in. It's kind of tough over the phone where it's a little easier in person for Bill Belichick to stare people down and say, I, I don't want, what do you, what's your opinion on this, where he's given them the death stare and no one says anything, you know, whereas some teams you might have a little bit more democracy and, It'll just be tougher, I think.
0: Yeah, those are teams that lose.
1: Yes, correct. I.e., your bills. Yes. Um, if you can I be just,
0: persuaded, can... if you can be persuaded as to how to build your team, you shouldn't be a team leader.
1: But I just like the idea of pushing it, and I know I haven't been on board with that a lot, as far as the NFL because it's in its off season. But I just think, I think at this juncture, this point right here, you have people, their lives are at stake on whether they're going to draft drafted third round, fourth round. That means people that get drafted in the seventh round actually get a a contract, not guaranteed, but they get a contract or the difference between the third, uh, the fourth and the fifth round, I think uh, third, this, the third round and the fourth round is there's some guaranteed money, I think, in the third round. It could be it's it's a difference to anybody, and to not get an opportunity to to put yourself on on display or put yourself in an interviewing process. I mean, just today we had another uh, contract voided. Uh, Eli Apple, his contract, uh, they couldn't finalize it because it, probably because of medicals.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So the the Las Vegas Raiders have separated the deal with with Eli Apple because they couldn't. Agree on language. I'm assuming because of some medical issues. Yeah,
0: and of course he can't get in there for them to check it out. So,
1: right. So any player, i.e., your Tua bailoa who hasn't has a hip issue, he says he's healthy. You got it checked out by a doctor as recently as what I think yesterday or the day before. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, but yet you're. The Miami Dolphins, your the Cincinnati Bengals, who have to decide between Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa. You have to decide, and whose medical you're going to believe more right now is 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 it Tua's is Tua's health risk superseded by Joe Burrow's clear indecisiveness to want to play for the organization? You have to make that decision.
0: Just trade the pick.
1: Oh yeah, I think uh, we'll just trade it. You don't
0: want any part of you don't want any part of dealing with this down the road. Just
1: Chris, 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 Chris I want to get into that on its own. Episode yeah, for sure. I, There's a lot there to unpack. Yeah, I think I think the Cincinnati Bengals will do themselves justice by trading that pick, and I'll leave it with that.
0: Yeah, no, I think we were both we were both on the same page from the beginning about how. You know, there's just shouldn't even take the chance of having this the live draft event where you actually have people there and everything. There's just no way that's happening. Uh, I, and I was with you on the whole. There's no need to push it back because it can all be done remotely through video conference, completely safely. Um, but if they know they're gonna have months of downtime, anyways, and they know there's a good chance because they already they already have a contingency in place. If they haven't announced it, they already know what's gonna happen. They already know what they're going to do if it's delayed a month, two months, three months, whatever it may be. Maybe, maybe the season starts on time just fine. But maybe. there's enough downtime with OTAs and training camp and all that stuff. You can push it back a few weeks and at least and then readdress it in a few weeks. Rather than, like you said, you're going to have a team draft, a first-round pick, the future of their franchise, uh, supposed to be on paper at least
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can't even get all the medicals you want to get like that's 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 putting an awful lot on just hoping you saw correctly in the videos you got to watch of the players I mean that's just I don't know man I, I don't see any reason to to mess with it to make it, it it's it's not that difficult just push it back that's everything difficult. else is getting pushed back Play four less games next year. I don't know. Push it, push it back so the Super Bowls in March. I don't know. You're the NFL. As far as sports go, you can do whatever you want. Schedules and, and advertisers will work around you. So just push it back and do it right. Don't half-ass it.
1: And I read a report before we get on that the Bengals are okay with doing a, um, um not FaceTime, but you know, over the internet interview with Joe Burrow. Right. I I, I don't understand that. Like, if I'm the Bengals, no, I, I want to have that in-person interview. I want to see how he reacts in person to some of my questions. And I also don't want, because as crazy, I, I'm a little bit, I'm going to go a little conspiracy theory on you. There is a chance that like what we're doing right now where you're in one location, I'm in another one. He could have somebody else in the room off screen. Like, oh, coaching him.
0: Coaching him, absolutely. Coaching him up. Yeah. And
1: it's like, no, I want to sit there with – if I'm the GM of the Bengals and the head coach of the Bengals and we're invested in Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow is going to be our guy and our career depends on if Joe Burrow's the guy and wants to be there. I want to be able to look him in the eye and, and see what he's got. See the que- the questions I ask him, what his reaction is, because he could say the right things, but if there's one little hitch in his body language, one little flick of the eyelid in one direction or not, he twitches his if he twitches his eyeball to one direction that indicates a lie or a truth. You want to see that in person, whereas like like what we're doing right now you could probably get away with some things and be very scripted with what you're telling the person across from you over the internet. And I just, I think, and and it may come down to having to do that, but it'd be best to just push it a month and see what you can see if it clears up enough to where, okay, the government starts to lay off these stay at home warnings and the state government says, you know what, we're in a good spot now. We can go about our lives. And the infection rates down, the casualties are down, everything's looking good. The warm weather is depressing the, the virus. So now we can start doing operation as normal. Even if it's, it was two days before the draft and you actually got to sit down with Joe Burrow, you do it. Am I wrong?
0: No, absolutely not. You need you need that in person. That in person conversation. You need to see their body language. You need to see, like you said, how they react to every situation. I mean, there's there there's cases where they'll intentionally have the the person interviewing these players ask them the same question like six or seven times, right? Because they want to see how they react when they get very frustrated. Because that tells you a lot about a quarterback. If you can't handle pressure, well, he's probably not your guy. But, I mean, I, no, I, I agree
1: 100%. Miami's whole future hinges on this draft as well. You think, do you think they want to get this right? They got three picks in the first round. I mean,
0: they had Adam Gase as their coach for years, so I do question that.
1: That's a fair point, Chris. I like where your head's at. Yeah, You got anything else left, buddy?
0: No, I'm, I'm good, man.
1: Well... I think uh, I'll, I'll post the uh, top 10 movies, uh, sports movies. Uh, we'll be later today. And uh, I hope uh, everyone likes what we put out. And I applaud you to put your top 10 list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Comment on ours. So, or not only our top 10 list we put out, but anything we talked about from today's show, whether it be our uh, Astros, Red Sox scandal, Favorite sports movie of all time, or our thoughts on the NFL draft: Should it be moved? Should it stay where it is? How should they do it? Let us know. And Ben, where can they do that?
1: Uh, they can hit us up on Facebook. That's Ben and Chris Talk Football. And Chris, remind me what the new Twitter handle is.
0: New Twitter handle is BCTSPod at BCTSPod, and that's at Ben and Chris Talk Sports. Uh, just a. A uh, little heads up to you guys out there. We're having some issues with Facebook allowing us access to change the Facebook page name. So w- while it is Ben and Chris Talk Sports, the, uh, Facebook still says Ben and Chris Talk Football. As soon as we figure out what's going on, uh, well, we're going to get that changed. But um, right now they're telling us neither one of us are the administrator of the page when we both are. So, <laughs> well, we got to figure that out, but we are aware of it. So we're not... Uh, we're not just losing our minds. There, There is a method to our madness sometimes. Thanks. So, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you so much for listening. For Ben, I am Chris. Please be safe out there, folks. Do the smart thing. Keep your distance from one another if you can. And if you have to work and you are essential, please be as safe as possible. We will see you right back here Tuesday morning.